We are Pixie and Ogre. This is an intersectional LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast led by two lesbians living in the sticks of North Carolina. We discuss topics that support our values, including pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-trans and gender non-binary, and pro-sex work, among many other topics. Pixie is me, Mel. I hold a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Ogre is Laura, who has no degrees or licenses, but just likes to hear her sarcastic fat-ass talk. Good afternoon. It's Pixie, or Mel. And the Ogre. Uh, <laughs> happy November 1st. Yes, and before we start, we have to say happy birthday to Pixie. Do we? Do we? Yeah, yeah we really do. Today, okay. today is Pixie's birthday. Yay. We've had an amazing day so far. I have. And we just ate, well, I just ate my weight in cupcakes. Yep, yep, so yep. So I'm a little hyped up. And I had sweet potato sushi and veggie tempura for lunch. It was perfect. Yeah, it smelled good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Mel's birthday. Yay! And in light of us having some pretty heavy topics the past few episodes, we're going to do something a little lighter today. And this is actually a topic I wanted to discuss for a while because I have what a lot of people might call guilty pleasures. Okay. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel guilty about them. And really? I'm not, a, not at all. And I'm not ashamed of them. Okay. Um... And in, <laughs> in preparing for this episode, I realize most of my pleasures are guilty pleasures. Okay. What, what the world would consider. I want to be clear because I'm going to be talking about specific YouTube channels and stuff. And I, I want to be clear. I don't feel guilty about anything. Okay. What, what defines a guilty pleasure? That's a good, that's a good question. I'm going to give that a goog. Oh, of course you're going to give it a goog. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, I want to get the official definition. Yes. Okay. So a guilty pleasure is something that you enjoy doing, even though it may be embarrassing, taboo, or even shameful for you to admit it. This could be anything from grabbing, grabbing another slice of cake when you know you should. What? That's a Tuesday. <laughs> okay. To renting a cheesy rom-com and ordering ordering takeout on a weeknight? Who wrote this definition? Right. And was it written in 1965? Wow. Ordering takeout on a weeknight. I mean... I'm going to include this article in the show notes, but I have to, you know, full, full transparency, I vehemently d disagree with the latter part of that definition. Yeah, there are examples of guilty pleasures or... Mm, that's life. That's yeah. living. Yeah. Cheesy rom-coms, Chinese on a Wednesday, another piece of cake. I don't understand. Right. So I guess in, in terms of what we're talking about are shows, media, perhaps books, music, music. that, you know, we may realize to the rest of the world, someone who's 39 as of today <laughs> and 47, you know, it might... It might raise some eyebrows. Yes. There may be questions. Yes. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't necessarily feel guilty about my guilty pleasures. I'm a little bit ashamed of some of my guilty pleasures. Are you? I am, yes. Okay. I try to hide some of them. Like, a, like uh, most of my friends don't know many of these guilty pleasures. Oh. So they're... This they're, is an exclusive. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but, but it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's stuff I enjoy. See, I'm the complete opposite. If I've, well, okay, so having obsessive compulsive disorder, I also obsess and, you know, compulsively watch and uh, consume media. So when I find something that I'm hyper-focused on, I want to talk to everyone about it. It's the reactions of the other people that make me realize, oh, I might be the minority in my friend group, in my colleague group, etc. Right. Maybe I should put a little lid on that. No. Fuck the lid. <laughs> I I want to keep talking about it, but I, I then become aware that this is not my target audience. I'm I'm talking to people about these these pleasures who either I have to explain what they are or then I have to maybe send them a, <laughs> a YouTube video 
And then, you know, there's lots of follow-up questions. And I'm not one for small talk. You know I'm not one for follow-up questions. No. (laughs) So I tend to avoid the topic mostly because of the the small talk and the follow-up that endures. Not because I give a shit. Because I have shared these uh, social media content creators on my social media and been like, this is the fucking best. These are usually posts that don't get any likes or any comments even though it's been seen by you know 20 or 30 people and it's just like oh okay I, I get it i get it okay so some what are some of your guilty pleasures well again m- most of my pleasures are guilty um so asmr autonomous sensory meridian response asmr videos are probably the biggest one that if someone doesn't know what they are and I start explaining, sorry, I was going to sneeze and I thought pointing and wiggling my nose would make it stop. Kind of worked. Um, so this would be, and what I've come to learn in the past few years of watching these videos is that most people fall into two camps. There's folks like myself who find these videos relaxing. They give them what they call head or brain tingles. It's equivalent to if you liked having your hair brushed or played with as a little kid. And then the other side, which I believe would be you. Yeah, that's me. Where these videos are like nails on a chalkboard. Yes. They make you stabby and homicidal. Yes. And you cannot, no matter how many times I've explained it to you, wrap your head around why I not only find them relaxing, and again, this harkens back to having a disorder where the two main components are being obsessed about things and doing things compulsively, I literally will listen to them all night long. I I understand them and I understand that some people are relaxed by them or just enjoy them, but taking us you have to take a step back and look at them. They're they're just bizarre. Okay. And, and most of the videos that you've shown me are very (laughs) sexual okay Er, this is where i need to stop you they you're interpreting them as sexual they are not meant to be sexual i don't see how you could interpret them any other way they give me odd chills of revulsion when i watch them like even if i hear you listening to one i get all icky feeling yes yeah, so there in the past couple of weeks there's been <laughs> two instances i can think of where um me you and asmr collided in a way that they don't typically the first one was i had my bluetooth on in bed and and for some reason i was watching this particular asmr artist which i will share honeybee asmr um and she was doing a mukbang eating video and she was crunching which is my favorite fucking sound and I had it on louder than usual and Laura's reaction was oh my god you don't have your Bluetooth on and I said no I I do I have my Bluetooth on and she was like I can hear crunching I can hear crunching (laughs) and the second instance was I thought I had my Bluetooth on and I went to push play on a true crime ASM artist and Laura got to hear hello and how are you? And I was like, ah! And I paused it. Not again, not because I have anything to be ashamed of, but I knew I was going to get the, oh, you're listening to your porn. Oh, listen to that sexual stuff from you. Right. And my main thing is I, I cannot stand listening to people just ramble on. Yeah. I mean, to, it, that to me is the most annoying thing in the world is... Like, like I, I can't listen to podcasts. Mm. Um, ironically enough. I was like, and yet, and yet. And yet here I am yes. droning on. I, 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 I can't listen to books on tape. I can't okay. listen to podcasts or anything where people are just talking. Okay. Um, I can't focus on it. It annoys me. You know, if I want. It's, it's. Background noise, it's just chitter in your ear. Chitter chatter noise. Okay. Exactly. And and so listening to that just drives me insane. And I, I don't know how else to take it. It's 
it's overtly sexual to me, like icky, like. I mean, I, I have no issues with porn. I have no issues with people <laughs> who choose to engage sure. in pornography. Of course. You know, I, whatever. We're pro-sex work here. We're, it's exactly. All good. Do your thing. Whatever. Not at all. But this, to me, is just kind of insidious, I guess. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I feel very, like, voyeuristic. Like, I, like, I'm not watching porn, but I'm watching something that makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. Right. And I mean, it is voyeuristic. I think I think it's safe to say that most folks who have YouTube channels, I mean, we are watching them. And, and I kind of go into like a YouTube inception situation. I will get into these, I will get into these spirals where I'm watching someone who's watching something and reacting to it. No. See, I have the attention span of a squirrel, so I, I can't watch or listen to anything long term. I like compilations. Okay. I like like... Best you ofs. Know, right. Like 10 minutes of car crashes or 10 minutes of whatever. Okay. Um, but it's, it's short, it's quick, it's, you know, not a whole lot of talking. Got it. <laughs> Got it. You know, Just um, more the visual. The visuals. And, and honestly, I... I I'll watch anything having to do with animals. I love animals. Yes. Yes. So um, another funny story. We lost power a few days ago, as I think we mentioned on the pod. And um, I don't think we shared this story on here, but (laughs) I have unlimited data on my phone. So not having internet was, you know, and Wi-Fi was not an issue. Laura does not. And she wanted to watch TikTok videos on my phone. And I was like, cool, okay. And we snuggled up and I'm going through my For You page. And Laura said, I, I want to see animals. And I was like, oh, they'll come eventually because, you know, I always like every like fifth or sixth TikTok is an animal. And Laura said, you know, you can search. And I was like, I am not messing up my algorithm because you want to watch TikTok. No. My algorithm and For You page is perfect. I, I can't be muddying it up. Well, Laura laughed at me for about 10 minutes because it was the most ridiculous sentence I've ever stated. I never thought I would hear that sentence. In I my don't life. want you to mess up my algorithm. Yeah, yeah. But it felt like I was like dating Stephen Hawking. Or <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my whiteboard. Um, but so, yes, I like animal videos too. I, I definitely like. I do like the background noise for a couple of reasons. It's com- it's comfy to me. It reminds me of late night spent at my grandparents' house on a Sunday night, and late for a kid, you know, like nine. And, you know, I've fallen asleep on the couch watching Nickelodeon. I'm curled up. I can hear all the adults talking and laughing in the kitchen. And just feeling that warm glow of like, I'm safe and everyone's happy and drifting off and dozing off to sleep. In fact, it's happened where we've had, and to be clear, I didn't like doze off when we actively had company, but we, we have friends who are family, that are chosen family that will come over and, you know, use the computer to do something or, you know, use it for work, especially with the quarantine and everything. So they'll be here, but not necessarily here to visit. And I'm dozing off on the couch because Laura and our friend is talking and it's just so comfy and cozy to me. Um, The other part is, to go back to my mental illness, my brain does not stop. And so I need to focus on something. What my brain is going to be thinking and focusing regardless. So if I have something to kind of direct it towards, like an ASMR video, like a YouTube YouTube channel that I enjoy, and this is stuff that I've watched over and over again, which it is, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to be fully present. I know what to expect. I know what's coming next. And it doesn't, it gives my brain a chance to calm down and not have the looping intrusive thoughts that I have most of the day. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know necessarily why ASMR would do that. Right. Over listening to Spanish language tapes um, or. Maybe somebody reading you Tolstoy. 
Tolstoy or... So I'm hearing like you want a more educational outlet for my OCD? <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing I know. ASMR. Oh, okay, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dissing <laughs> ASMR or people who listen to it or enjoy it. I, I understand it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it creeps me out. And there is a variety that I listen to and I will include probably more YouTube channels than you will ever want in the show notes, but I need to give, I need to give shout outs to the people who get me through. So we've got Honeybee ASMR and she does mostly, uh, food mukbang videos. It's mostly desserts and crunchy or gushy jelly type desserts, but she'll also do fast food. Excuse me while I go vomit. Yep. Love it. I fucking love it. And let me tell you, um, in addition to having OCD, I have had eating disorders, all of them since the age of 12. And, um, I have to say watching mukbangs helps with my binge cravings because I'm getting the visual and sound satisfaction of watching someone else eat. And I, it's, it, it does it for me. I don't need to physically consume the food. Let me ask you this. So this honeybee, is she skinny? She is. She's thin. And she eats all of this garbage food. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a lot of components to these mukbangs. It's very visual. So there is a, a presentation of a lot of food, but I have been taking note as to how much she actually consumes while I've been watching the past couple of days. And I think it varies from video to video, but she doesn't eat everything that she displays. I think editing is a big part of it. Okay. Um, and a lot of it, some some of her videos, she um, reports herself that they're actually sugar-free candies and desserts okay. that she's that she's eating. Um, but like, I think one video she ate like ten cookies, like. Like that's a 2.30 to 2.32 for me. You know what I mean? And she did this in 10 minutes. So, I mean, it, it's not... Now, there are some mukbangers who do consume a large amount of food, like actually consume all of it and do gain weight. Well, let's talk about this honeybee. Okay. So she displays a lot of food. Mm -hmm. Should we talk about the wasting of food? And I have... I, I cannot assume that it's being wasted. I mean, I... I'm pretty sure she has a significant other. Perhaps she eats it later. Perhaps she saves it and gives it to her significant other. I don't see her throw anything away. Okay. Um, Do you think that she could be promoting binge eating? No more than any commercial for fast food or literally anywhere that you go that has like, you know, specials on three entrees or whatever the case may be. I mean, the, and ironically, from what I gather, just merely for the fact that there's a Canadian maple leaf flag on the McDonald's bags, I'm pretty sure she's Canadian. But in this country, in the U.S., like, binge eating is socially acceptable. Is it? Absolutely. We have an entire holiday ded dedicated to binge eating. What? Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought that was a holiday for something else. Well, it's supposed to be, you know, the coming together of the Native Americans and the pilgrims, but we all know that's a sham. And now we just gluttonless, glutton, gluttonous, no. We're gluttons, we are gluttons, and we eat until we literally can't eat anymore, and then we eat some more. Yeah. That's what the entire day is dedicated to. We should call it that, binge day. I mean, it basically is, yeah. but... You know, I can't, I can't speak to what she is or isn't promoting. All I can tell you is what it does for me. Mm -hmm. And it's calming. It's aesthetically pleasing. A lot of her videos are color themed and everything's matching and everything's edible. The spoons are edible. This is edible. That is, I mean, it's, it's. Willy Wonka. Freaking. Yes. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> um, but I also listen to true crime ASMR, which is a little controversial as well because 
and I only know this, not that I would ever think it was controversial, controversial myself, but they almost always have disclaimers saying, this is a true crime ASMR whispered video. This is not for everyone. And if this, if this subject offends you or upsets you, this is not the video to watch. So clearly people are getting negative feedback like, I was settling for ASMR, and even though it says in 12 different places that this is a true crime ASMR, I'm going to pitch a fit about it. Right. Um, but again, that's another niche that I enjoy because I love true crime. Most of these stories or uh, you know, crimes, crime cases I've heard of or we've watched documentaries about. So again, it's, I don't have to be fully engaged. Okay. It, it's, I think that's key for me. I don't have to be at a hundred. What are some of your guilty pleasures? Mine? Yeah. You didn't think we were going to get to you, did you? <laughs> you knew if you got me on a roll and asked me follow-up questions. Those follow-up questions always might, get to you. We might not get to you, but oh, no, no. <laughs> Tell me. All right. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures is... Um, the song to the window, to the wall. <laughs> and and if, if I'm in the car when this song is playing, the volume gets turned up through the roof <laughs> to the point where the windows are shaking. So to be clear, it's get low. Uh, get low. Yes. <clears throat> but and, and and I am I am <laughs> singing along to this song as we drive. <laughs> but as soon as we get to a light. Automatically, I, I stop singing. <laughs> you know, I go back into you know professional human mode. The song gets turned down. But yeah, whenever that song comes on, I, it's uh, I, I don't care how, how old I am. I'm gonna sing to the window, to the wall, until the sweat drips down my balls. All skeet skeet. All skeet skeet, motherfucker. I mean, no matter how old I am, I'm gonna be eighty fucking five, on oxygen, jamming out to this song. That will be a sight. What what about the song? I, I have no idea. It's just the funniest song to me. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's yes. Just everything about it just makes me happy. Yeah. Um, you know, I can be having the shittiest day, and this, you know, they put this song on, and all of a sudden, I'm, you know, skeet skeet motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what about it makes you feel guilty or embarrassed? Because, I mean, the song is, what, 110 years old? Approximately. And even when it came out, I was older. So I've never been in the... I gotcha. You know, proper age group or demographic for this song. And, um, you know, it's not the most intelligent song in the world. I mean, the lyrics, you know, just keep repeating. And, uh, you know, it just... It's just a silly song. It is. You know, that really doesn't make much sense. You know, to the window, to the wall, and we're talking about sweaty balls. I mean, yeah. Uh, and the other song that, that that is my big guilty pleasure, and of course, I'm sure Melissa is going to have to Google this because I, <laughs> I don't know names of anything when it comes to songs. You ask me about a book and I know it, but... Um, uh, gosh. Apple Bottom Jeans? No, oh. no, no, no. We were just listening to that. It's the one, uh, the strip club... 828 strip club in uh, Atlanta. Um, gosh, I can't even think of it. I'm, I'm Googling it. Atlanta. Whoa, whoa. Hang on, let's see. I'm going to need more information. Uh, I can't think of it. I just can't. Okay. I can't think of what it's called. I can't even think of any of the lyrics right now. If we figure, oh, bless you. That was Darby. Um, if you, if we do figure it out, we'll include it in the show notes. Okay. Well, what about that song is embarrassing to you? I mean, again, I've never really been in the proper age demographic for it. Okay. And it's, um, I mean, again, it just, it makes no sense. It's about this crew in Atlanta at the strip club and... You know, that's basically what the song is about. And it's, um, you know, everybody on the floor, you know, shake that ass up and down. So it's, it is, it's not like me at all. It's not, it's not like I was, you know, much of a clubber or, you know, whatever. Right. So it's... Um, okay. Well, and to get a little clarification. So when Get Low came out, that was 2002. You had toddlers. Yes. So I can understand that. I was 21. I was in the perfect demographic yes. for that for that song. So when I hear it, I mean, and even if I, 
was your age and had kids, I know myself, I would still have my windows rolled down and I would be owning it down the street. Right. I wasn't listening to a whole lot of music when I had toddlers because right. they, were, they were twins and I didn't have a whole lot of free time, yes. you know, to listen to music. It wasn't until later that I got into music and started, you know, exploring. Sure. So, you know, like now I'm, I'm more up to date on music. I still don't know names. No, but, but you know, you know what you like and you like what you know. Exactly. And, and I'm, yeah, I mean, there's very few songs I have guilty pleasures about, but those two definitely, definitely, um, I don't know. I guess it's the, the image, like, I'm just, the, I'm a 47-year-old fat white ogre <laughs> driving down the road. And, you know, if, if I were to see a 47-year-old fat ogre driving down the road, you know, jamming out to get low, I, I would, I'm not sure how I would react. I'd probably think, <laughs> I would probably think it was one of the silliest or dumbest things I've ever seen. So I think that that's what it is. It's about perception. Like, I... I'm embarrassed that I'm 40, I'm a fat 47 year old ogre singing Get Low and enjoying it. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, I guess you wouldn't be like Little John's like target audience no, for the song. No. Okay. No, not at all. How about another guilty pleasure? Of mine? Yeah. Oh, gosh. We've only shared two songs. Uh, my Trash TV. Okay. Tell us more. It's kind of embarrassing. Okay. I mean, really, it's Trash TV. I draw the line that I have a limit. Like, I can't just watch trash TV. Okay. But I, I do get excited on trash TV days. Could you give our audience an example of this trash TV? <laughs> One of my favorites is called Love After Lockup. Fucking amazing. It has all of the critical things needed. It's, um, honestly, the people are kind of immature. Yes. Emotionally really stunted. Emotionally stunted. Their their self-esteem, you know, kicked the bucket several years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's com their self-esteem is completely non-existent. They're, they're just, they're everything. If my children were still young, I would make them watch the show to teach them what not to do. Yes. How not to live. It's people who are locked up. Yep. And I don't, I'm not understanding how people who are in prison have this much access to the internet and dating sites. Yeah, um, that, that boggles me too. Or um, like, I'm, I'm sure this is still the case, but when the pandemic first started, there was a lot of TikToks and uh, YouTube videos coming out from inside the prison from prisoners. I just assumed no one had access to that or like, you know, it was like 15 minutes a day in a group community room. Like I didn't think of, and I know that people bring in contraband. I mean, I've seen yes. Orange is the New Black. I'm not an idiot, but I know that people can get them and they're probably using them unlawfully. Okay, yes, but this begs another question. Please. You know, if you're bringing in a contraband cell phone, obviously you've got to have Wi-Fi. Yeah. I mean, are they tapping into the prison Wi-Fi? And if so, why isn't the prison Wi-Fi locked down? I mean, unless these folks that they're meeting outside of prison are giving them the phones and giving them unlimited data plans, they wouldn't need Wi-Fi. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But anyway, it's about people who are in prison who go on these dating sites looking for people to love on the outside. but. Most of these prisoners are not necessarily looking for love or connections. They're wanting money. They're wanting to find people who are willing to put money on their books. Right. So they can buy candy and, you know, toiletries and whatever else they want while they're in prison. But the show focuses on when these people are getting out of prison and they're going to be paroled to their loved persons, their, their partners place of residence. Mm -hmm. So you've got a couple who aren't the brightest bulbs out there. Yes. They've never, or even if they have met in visitation, it's a very limited visitation. Sure. Um, so they're, they're essentially meeting and living together for the first time. Right. 
and trying to figure things out and and you know there's a lot of parole issues and a lot of drug issues and so i mean it's it's not a highbrow show no 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 and it's on par with our other favorite trash tv 90 day fiance yes and all of its subsequent spin-offs yes of which there are several yes and we are fans of the entire catalog 90 day fiance too it's it's people who um like I'm not even sure they ever had any kind of self-esteem. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean they're they're looking for love and um, they find love overseas. Yep. Um, and mostly the show focuses on Americans who find love in other countries and they are trying to bring these people over on K-1 visas, which the whole K-1 visa should just be taken. <laughs> out of rotation because it's the K-1 visa is once you apply for it and once you're accepted, your, your significant other is allowed to come to your country, come to America. And the moment they land on American soil, you have 90 days, 90, nine, zero, three months, three months. You have 90 days to marry them or not. And if you don't marry them, it's bye-bye. And my understanding is if they don't get married, the person from another country is sent home and I don't think they're able to like reapply for citizenship. I'm not sure. I think okay. down the road they would be allowed to. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, you have 90 days from the time they get here. Yeah. So I mean, you have a lot of people that they've, they've had extensive internet talks, extensive, you know, uh, Skyping and FaceTiming and all of this stuff. But in most of the cases, big issues are never discussed. Very much so. You know, big issues regarding religion yep. and children. Culture. Culture, finances. None of that is ever discovered. None. It's all lovey-dovey. It's all, I love you, my princess. And, you know. Or it's all very physical and superficial. Well, very, he's hot. Very superficial. And it's all very... Um, Kind of like uh, like like dream state, kind of you yeah. know, like how how their life is going to be so perfect once they're together, but n nothing major is ever discussed. Yeah, and I think it's easy to get into that cycle with a long distance relationship like that because every time you're together, it's technically someone's vacation. Right. So even if you travel to the country to meet the person, you're on vacation. That's right. You don't have a job. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. So you're you're just there having fun. And um... so it's it's always missing each other, and then so excited to be together for a short period of time, and then missing each other. You know, some of the couples they're just they're so stupid that I mean, we stare at each other while we're watching this and shaking our heads and. You know, it'll take us three hours to watch one episode because we have to keep pausing it. Well, and to be fair, the episodes are two hours long. Right, just to yell at the TV. You know, one woman went to vacation in like Barbados or the Bahamas or some beautiful tropical place, and she fell in love with like, I don't know, DJ, bartender, some local who happened to work there. They spent the entire week of her vacation in bed together. Yep. And she goes home and they keep talking. She brings them over on the K-1 visa. And it's, nothing had been discussed. Nothing. Um, you know, he gets there and they're planning their wedding and he's talking about, you know, more than half of his income has to be sent yep. home to his family. And That's right. she's just like, well, how are, how are we gonna pay the bills? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's just, 90 days is not enough time to figure out if you really want to marry somebody or not. Right, and it, and some of these couples will argue, well, it's been five years and 90 days, but it hasn't really because that five years hasn't, you haven't even been in the same country, you haven't, like you said, lived together, talked about these major things, so. Yeah, another couple, you know, he, he comes over here and, and he's been here for a little while and they get married and, they're having dinner one night and, and she's talking about how many kids that she wants and he's like, you know, as he's chugging a beer, he's like, I don't want kids. And she's right. like, well, wait, well, no, I, you know, I want kids. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I'm, my goal is to get married and to have children and to settle down. And he's like, well, I don't want kids, at least not now. Like, 
shouldn't you have talked about this months ago? Absolutely. I don't know. I, I th- th- these are my guilty pleasures because they're so horrific. It's like a, a train crash. Yes. Like I don't want to see it, but I have to. That's right. That's right. And it's embarrassing. I usually don't talk about. What... I'm exposing you. <laughs> and I usually don't talk about the trash TV because um, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that it, you know because normally you know we're watching documentaries or we're watching horror movies right. or you know true crime true crime or you know interesting things and then you know we throw on 90 day fiance and um it just gets trashy it's interesting because i wonder if this is again another generational difference because i am literally the complete opposite like tomorrow at work i will remember at some point that we have 90 Day Fiance the other way to watch and I will shriek out loud it's 90 Day Fiance Day and everyone knows what that means because I've caught everyone's ear at work about what the show is and what it means to me while also acknowledging that it's not exactly brain food you know what I mean it's not even close to brain food I mean it's um it's brain McDonald's is what it is yeah like yeah it is uh you know it's trashy but it satisfies for that one particular moment absolutely what really gets me and I and the one of the spin-offs is 90 day fiance the other way and Mm -hmm. that's where again two people have connected and and the American is going to the foreign country to marry their spouse right and again these people they you know some of them are young, but most of them are, are mature enough that they should be making wise decisions with their lives. Right. You know, they, they fly over to these countries and they get there and they're like, whoa, what, what do you mean I have to wear a hijab? Yep. What do you mean yep. I can't, you know, That's right. hold your hand in public? That's right. What, what do you mean I can't have an alcoholic beverage? Yeah. And, and, you know, I scream at the TV. I'm like, oh my God, you know, Google is free. Yep. Um, Look up the country you're going to. Exactly. You, you can't move to this country and not understand what it is to be Muslim or to be in a Muslim country. Right. And what that means, like you yourself may not be, but you are living in a country that is predominantly Muslim. And they there are certain things that are expected. Otherwise, at the bare minimum, you're going to stand out. The worst case scenario, you know, your significant other could be targeted or get in trouble or have issues with his family, arrested. So, yeah. I mean, and it's just a simple matter of respect. Yeah, that definitely does seem to be um, the the consensus for folks who are like with the other way moving to another country. There seems to be no research done into the country, culture, religion, anything that they're moving into. I mean, one example is this guy from Florida just moved to Mexico to be with his uh, boyfriend of like three or four years. Right. And which is fine. Right. You know, he, he's a mature, responsible adult. Right. You know, and he's planned for this financially. Sure. Um, so he moves to Mexico. They've been dating for three years. Yeah. And he's gone to Mexico several times yep. to visit. He doesn't speak a lick. Of, of Spanish and 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 that is an accurate assessment because his partner literally had to teach him mucho gusto. He speaks nothing of Spanish. If if and his I'm, partner has a daughter who his daughter only has speaks a partner Spanish, who only speaks Spanish, he's wandering around in Mexico like an idiot, standing out. I mean, first of all, he's blonde hair. You know, he looks like an American. American. Um, none. I mean, if I know for three years that I'm moving to Mexico. I'm going to learn Spanish. Yeah. I I may not be able to have a fluent conversation. That's right. But I'm going to know enough that I could find my way around, be able to communicate with his daughter, his parents, and be able to go off by myself shopping or doing whatever. That's right. Nothing. Yeah. He knows nothing. He knows like hola, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But we love these shows because... Well, I I can't speak for you. I love them because, again, I don't have to be dialed in 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have a lot of mental illnesses. I work in a very emotionally draining field in mental health and substance use. So I like to just come home and let my freak flag fly with my, my pleasures. 
my not so guilty pleasures. But do you want to know the main reason why I really like these trash shows? Please. Oh, you're whispering. Oh, this am seems, I whispering? No, I mean this, but I mean this seems like scandalous. A ASMR. Oh, you know I love it. So the real reason, mm -mm. the real reason I like these shows, is watching these fuck ups and their horrific choices in life makes me feel like I'm a fucking king of the world. And I think that's human nature. I, I would venture to guess that's a big reason a lot of folks watch stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it makes me look at my life and realize that any bad decisions I have made were okay. And any fuck ups I have had are okay. Yeah. And that my life is really great. Okay. And no matter what, I'm never gonna be as stupid as these people. And you've heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I agree a hundred percent. I have another genre of guilty pleasures, and again, not so guilty for me. Porn? I tend to, what porn? No, not porn. Oh. Um, I tend to like things, like watching things where the target audience is much younger than I am. Let me explain. <laughs> I like Disney movies, and. I'm not alone here. A lot of adults like Disney, but I like Disney shows and Disney movies that came out when I was in my late twenties. So I wasn't even like the target audience when it came out. For okay. example, High School Musical. I know I made Laura watch one of these High School Musical two a couple of weeks ago. It was fucking phenomenal. It held up. I love that movie. Um, love that movie. Shows like Jesse, Dog with a Blog. Nickelodeon show iCarly all of these shows came out when I was in grad school in my mid to late 20s But why do you like them? I, I don't know. I, I they're kind of fun. They're colorful. They're um, Again, not not a lot of thinking involved right. and I think part of it is again kind of that cozy comfy it's reminding me of when I was a teenager and reminding me of those times and I don't know there's like a little bit it's, it's odd to say there's a little bit of nostalgia even though these shows weren't popular when I was a kid they remind me of shows that were popular when I was a right. kid right and, and that being said I will go back and rewatch things like Dawson's Creek or my so-called life and they hold up for me I, I get with those shows I kind of get pulled back into like the muscle memory of of how I felt when I first watched them. Um, and I would be remiss not to mention probably my all-time favorite YouTuber ever on the planet, Lucas Crookshank. Oh my God. So I know Laura is horrified that I'm even talking about this on a public forum. Jesus. I fucking love this kid. So first of all, he's 27. My children used to watch him. Fred. Fred, yes. yes. And he was one of two shows <laughs> that were banned in my house. Oh, no. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I love that show. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody <laughs> and this fucking Fred. If they were banned, if my kids tried to sneak it on the TV, no. Why? No. Why? Why? The most annoying. Why is Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Those two little kids were so annoying. They were funny. No, they weren't. They really were. No, they really weren't. <laughs> they were annoying and precocious and the, the that whole- That was the point. The whole show was stupid. Nobody lives in a goddamn hotel, okay? Unless you're homeless. Um, that's our dog. Yeah, that's our dog. No, no sweet life of Zack and Cody. And then they had this spin-off show where they lived on a frickin' cruise ship. Yeah, that was that was bomb. No. Yes. No. Get yes, out of it here. was. And that the Fred, the the voice, well, the yes. immaturity. I don't like adults acting like children. To me, that's he wasn't an adult. He was a teenager. I'm talking about Lucas right now. He's 27 years old. He doesn't do that voice anymore. And he. That's his real voice? No, no. Fred, the character that he created in his teens, that is not his real voice. Right, but the the, the, the little boy that you listen to every night. He's not a little boy. He's 27. He's 27, 
and he has serious issues that are not being addressed. That's awful. He is... He acts like an 11-year-old. No. Yes. I dare you to watch a full episode of the show, of his show with me. Uh Uh-huh. He is funny. Uh Uh-huh. He's ironic. Mm -hmm. He's sarcastic. His comedic timing is fucking phenomenal. I... I always intuit, like when I watch a video for the first time, because he is he is someone, I have all of his playlists saved. Oh my god! And I just, there's one called Let's Watch Weird Stuff Together. It has 251 videos. And I put that bad boy on random and I go to sleep. I put that bad boy on random and I play Candy Crush. But when I watch these, these episodes for the very first time, I could intuit what he was going to say next. His his comedic timing is fucking awesome. He is hilarious. He is he is one that reacts to things. So he will react to Lifetime movies. He'll react to Hallmark movies. He'll react to old MTV dating shows. He's reacted to 90 Day Fiance. He's reacted... Worlds collided a couple of days ago when Lucas reacted to Honey Bee ASMR... And I turned to you knowing what your reaction would be. And I told you, and I got the blank stare and the slow blinking that I'm getting now. But it gave me life. And Lucas just, I get him. I get his comedy. I get everything that he's saying. He's not made a single video that I haven't totally, totally been there for. Lucas, to me, is on par with Honey Boo Boo. Like, no. Yes, like the, the most disgusting, horrific thing you can think of. You have not, you have not watched enough to have such a disdain. <laughs> disdain, <laughs> you say, my you, lady. You haven't watched an entire episode <laughs> that to have that level of opinion. Okay, I'll make I'll make you a deal. Okay. I will watch one full Lucas video okay. of your choice. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Of your choice. <sighs> if you read a book of my choice. Yeah, you know, your three favorite books are on my book list. Yes, but I would like it to be sooner than later. Okay, I will make I will see your deal and I will raise you. You don't have to watch Lucas until I finish one of those three books. Okay. Yeah, I, I will watch an entire video. Okay. And I will keep my mouth shut while I do it. And you'll keep an open mind. I will keep an open mind. He is my go-to at work when I'm having a bad day. I throw my Bluetooth on my ear. I put my little phone on my computer. And if I'm scanning and linking documents and, and stuff, doing busy work, he keeps me from having a fucking meltdown. You yourself, on my worst mental health days, have said... Have you tried watching Lucas? You know the calming effects I, that he I has on you. I know what he me. does for you. Yeah. I know what he does for you. And and I'm, and I'm not negating that. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly not judging you. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm just kind of being funny about this. But right. I, he's not someone... His style of comedy and, and things are not something that I enjoy. But it goes back to the whole ASMR thing. I respect it. I respect people who listen to it. And I understand the effects it can have on people i'm not one of those people right so right i'm not i'm not knocking anybody who does listen to asmr right i totally agree with it um so yeah don't don't kill me over this (laughs) i won't Um, i i absolutely understand it um and i'm also very aware and again i obviously have no shame about it i love it i love his content I want more of it. And it's not just him. He has a younger brother, Jacob. So Jacob Crookshank has a channel. They have a podcast together. They appear on each other's videos. So on any given week, I'm getting a lot of content from, from either or both of them. And I fucking love it. But I'm aware at 39, I am not in their target audience. I, I would say it's safe to, safe to say their tar- target audience is probably teens and early 20s are they um do they identify as lgbtqia yes they are both gay okay yes um and i i i think that's probably how i stumbled upon him and i stumbled upon him somewhat recently 
even though he was one of the first YouTube channels to get like a million subscribers. I mean, he, that's kind of what I think, um, jumpstarted Fred was the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, did the YouTube channel start out as Fred or was it always Lucas? I, I think it was Lucas and his cousins and I think they were just doing skits and Fred was one of those skits that was just kind of drawn out. And to my understanding, it was the Fred movies and then it was the Fred show. So um, I came to it very, very late. I think it was suggested because of probably other comedy channels that I was watching. Mm. And... From Jump Street, I was like, the, the, this, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been looking for. Lucas is your soulmate. I, I feel we're kindred spirits. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I get him. And I feel like if we were to ever meet, like, I think we would, we would vibe yeah, as friends. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Any more? Uh, I am not saying any more of my guilty pleasures. No way. I'm yeah. thinking of one right now of oh, yours. What? Baking. Baking? Mm-hmm. Why is that a guilty pleasure? Your baking shows. Oh, that, that's not a guilty pleasure. Well. Everybody thinks because I'm so big and mean and scary that I can't like fun things. I like baking shows. You don't just like baking uh, shows. I like. To watch people bake beautiful things. You're... Do I really have to say it? What? So you're not watching like, you know, Food Network, Top Chef grade baking shows, although you do appreciate those. We're talking about... I watch um, Halloween Baking Wars and Cupcake Wars and, and Holiday Baking Championship. Yes, those are the best because everything's are. so pretty and they have a theme. And yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm not suggesting you have anything to feel guilty about, but I do enjoy the contrast between like you are so intelligent and you, you know, outside of this house, because I don't find you grumpy at all, but yes, you do kind of put on this exterior that like kind of don't mess with me. And for you to be like, oh my God, is Halloween Wars on? And get so excited. <laughs> is there a new Halloween? Oh my God, there's a new Halloween baking championship episode. Oh, put it on for me. Oh, you know, it's just, it's very contrary <laughs> to what you put out to the rest of the world. And I find it sweet. Right. And, and my reaction to animals is also contrary yes. to how I, uh, yes. I'm a, I'm seen by others. <laughs> at any given point, if Laura is staring at her phone and laughing hysterically, I literally just say animals and she says yes. Yeah, that is best. They really are. Yes. So just a little bit of a lighter episode today to kind of <laughs> break up the heaviness we've been throwing at y'all. Um, but feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter or email us if you want to share your not so guilty pleasures with us or... If you have topics that you want to share, let us know. Bye, guys. Bye. If you are interested in sending us listener letters, asking for advice, sharing something unusual, or topics that you want us to discuss, send an email to pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. That's P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.